What's up, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm your host, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Hey. And Terrence. What's up? What is up is we have uh, video game news, and then, of course, in the back half of the show, Mike and I are going to talk about SummerSlam 2017, which happened uh, yesterday as we're recording this. Uh, pretty good show. Like I said, we'll look forward to that when we get there. Um, we have Gamescom, and I use the term news lightly to talk about because there wasn't much of that. Uh, we're going to talk about Mike's favorite YouTuber very mm. soon. Mm. <laughs> Okay. Uh, before we get to any of that, though, we have a new five-star review to read for you guys. It's by Dirty Evan and the Bo- <laughs> Dirty Evan and the Boys. You know, I gotta say, it's it's. I, I was proud enough getting a five-star review from Dirty Evan, but the boys too. <laughs> uh, this is the best video game podcast I have ever listened to. These guys are very knowledgeable of the industry and have honest reviews about games and news. I have a request that, (laughs) and he's not going to do it because you you spelled his name wrong. I have a I have a request that Terrence say one nice thing about his co-hosts. I don't know who that is. Well, I have a request (laughs) for Terrence (laughs) to say one nice thing about us. Matter of fact, say one nice thing about everybody who's ever podcasted under our brand. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, it's actually a longer list than you think it is, Micah. Yeah. There's quite a long list of people. Let's see. Uh, starting. Jesus Christ. This is tough. <laughs> God damn. Um, a nice thing. Yep. Uh, well, I wouldn't be here if it weren't for you. Honestly, so that's a nice thing, <laughs> right? Thank you. You, you people wouldn't be able to hear me without Micah, so thank you for that. All right, you know what? That's the best I'm gonna get. I'll take it. Uh, I want to be like you when I grow up. Um, Brad, you are one of the good white people. Um, Excellent. That you know, for from you, that is the highest seal of approval that a white person could get. I don't want to murder you on a consistent basis. It's like number two. Uh, uh, let's see. Who else is there? Oh, there's Jack, the other white Jack. Guy. Jack. Um, he's a he's a he's a he's a nice guy from time to time. I've known him for quite some time. I've known him about eight years. He's cool. Actually, no, I've known him for almost ten years. Actually, damn, really? Yeah. I've known you for like fifteen almost. There's uh Carrie. There's Carrie. She's um very opinionated. <laughs> <laughs> Can't take that away from cool people. Uh J Jay, um He's a lunatic. <laughs> but I like that because you gotta have a lunatic on your team from time to time, you know? Wanna jump into the fray and help you in a fight, maybe. I don't know. Oh, that's Jack. Um, who the fuck else is podcast? Uh, there's Demetrius, he's podcasted. Oh, <laughs> he's got a nice car, very nice vehicle. It's awesome. There's, uh, um, there's, uh, and and I'll I'll live, I'll let you off the hook with one more, uh, Matthew. 
He was very white. <laughs> he was very white. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> I don't um, yeah. All right. You know what? I'll take it. It's better than I thought it would be. <laughs> Thank you for that five star view, Dirty Evan and the boys. So uh, speaking speaking of better than oh, I thought man. it would be, I hope that this is true, Terrence, of Path of Exile, because I wanted you to talk about this two weeks ago, but you were I gone didn't. and then last week. No, no, you never got a chance to talk about it. I don't like it next. Oh, well, that's oh, sad. Yeah, I don't like it at all. It's too stiff and boring and it's a it's a PC game and it doesn't translate well to the Xbox at all. And I don't I don't like it. Please refresh my memory as to what Path of Exile is. It Diablo is Clinton. Diablo. But but like boring as fuck. Mm. That's <laughs> what it is. Okay. Don't well, don't sucks. bother. Okay, well, like I some people like it a lot more. Better. Some people actually like it a lot more, but those people are pretentious assholes. So <laughs> Diablo is just like you just want to be in, as incredibly powerful as possible. This game, like you got to put gems and shit, and like stuff ramps up to your difficulty. Fuck all that. I ain't got time for that. Doesn't Diablo do that? No, but you're still just destroying like waves and waves of stuff. This is like you're just running around and just killing like little. It's boring. I got to like level. I think the the level cap is thirty five. At a level fifteen, I'm like I don't like any of this and all at all. By the time I got to fifteen. I was wearing like a cooking pot and I had like a like a, a magic wand or some shit. And my character looked whack too. Like your character starts looking cool by like level 10 in Diablo 3. It's 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 boring. Don't bother. Wow, me. even if, the like, UI is even the UI is kind of Diablo-esque. It's Diablo 2 Diablo 2-esque. Too yeah. fucking much. There's way too much going on. Like you gotta put gems into your uh into your uh, your armor and your weapons to to give them special abilities. I mean, you do that <clears throat> in Diablo, but it's like streamlined, so it's easier. I'm dumb, so I don't like all that shit. It's too much. It's way too much. Well, I have uh, I have two games to talk about. Neither of which is Sonic Mania, because fuck that game, as we discussed last <laughs> week. Um, the first one is the new the new uh, game from Housemark. This is Matterfall. This is their side scrolling twin stick shooter that plays more like a action platform games. So think basically like Shadow Complex meets a twin stick shooter. That's what Matterfall is. I haven't gotten a chance to play too much of that, but I've enjoyed what I've played. Um, Housemark has a very distinct style at this point, a very distinct uh, gameplay. And if you like that, then I guarantee you that you will like Matterfall. And if you don't like it, then you probably won't like Matterfall. Okay. So, Micah, you probably like this. I'm looking at videos of it. It looks cool. And you know who actually might like this? Uh, Jay. Jay might oh, yeah. actually, yeah, he might actually like this, but he will never get to play it because that's true. Because it's PlayStation exclusive. Yes, it is. So that one's good. The one that I spent a little bit more time with, um, Undertale, which is the PC RPG that came out a couple of years ago, released on PS4 this past week. Um, I've beaten the game already because you can beat it in like five hours. It's not. Uh, it's not too much. So this is um, for those unfamiliar. This is a kind of a throwback. Um, turn-based rpg with a very quirky story like like this this is this this is almost like a love letter or an homage to earthbound um because it's that style of humor uh it's that style of rpg it also has a lot of very overt references to other 
um, famous role playing games, which I won't spoil uh, because one of the reveals caught me off guard, but made me laugh like belly laugh out loud for quite some time. Um, but it's really it, it's it's an interesting game. It's fun. Uh, what's what's cool about it too is they had the battles are turn based, um, but they have this mechanic in the game where the when the enemies attack you, it kind of becomes this like mini almost like a bullet hell game where you have your your characters represented by a heart, and you have to like dodge the attacks from the enemy um, that'll appear on screen. And if you do that successfully, you can minimize or even completely you know negate any damage that you would take. Um, but obviously, if you do it very poorly, then you'll get then you'll get pounded on, um, which is cool. And it's got a very bizarre um, cast of characters. The ending, the final boss, is also completely batshit, um, and caught me extremely off guard as to how that last boss battle uh, poor, played out. Very unique game, though. Um, if you were a fan, if you have a very uh, quirky sense of humor and you're a fan of old school RPGs, I'd definitely recommend it, especially because you can. Like I said, you can beat the game in five hours. There is apparently multiple endings, and to get the true ending, you have to um, beat the game without killing anything, which can be very difficult to do. What? How, how, are, well, you anyone, to, how are you supposed to get through anything, life, let alone a video game, without killing well, someone? Anyone, anyone you fight, um, once, they, once you whittle down their hit points enough, you can actually spare them and show them mercy. Hmm. Which means you don't get any experience points, but you still get gold. And there is a, like I said, the ending apparently changes dramatically if you if you beat the game without gaining a level, essentially. Wow. Which is interesting. It's fun, though. Like I said, I, I liked it. It was only $15. It's certainly worth $15. Okay. So, yeah, Undertale is solid. Excellent. Uh, if you've not signed up for premium content, what are you doing? Uh, you can go to densepixels.com slash premium, sign up for $5 a month or $15 for an entire year. I'm sorry, $50. Holy shit. I don't know what the yeah, fuck I'm paying 15 Yeah. $50, $50, $50 for an entire year of premium content. That gets you access to the airing of grievances, uh, the men with the golden tongues, look forward, uh, no time to bleed, soon to be Dense Pixels bonus round. Um, again, lots of great shows. There's over... I would say at this point, there has to be at least over 250 hours of content, mm-hmm. if not 300, maybe. Yeah. It's close. It's very close. Close enough. That you can catch up on. And it's awesome. So again, densepixels.com slash premium. Sign up today if you have not done it yet. Uh, also, if you've not checked out our YouTube channel, please go to youtube.com slash densepixels while you are there. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, for those of you not familiar, if you listen to this podcast in audio form, if you prefer to watch it, on YouTube and see our smiling, handsome faces every week. You can certainly do that there. And also, we also catch any other video content that we have coming down to you guys. So again, youtube.com slash dense pixels. Um, so we're going to do two weeks of new releases this week. Um, we'll start with this week's new releases. Madden NFL 18 uh, releases uh, in two separate versions. One of them, which comes out as you're listening to this and the other one, which comes out on Friday of this week. What's the Friday uh, one? The Friday one's the standard version of the game. The Tuesday one is the, like, the, you know how EA does the deluxe editions yeah. of all their games? Well, now they're releasing those three days early. Oh, uh, okay. Three so days early. 20, or they're yeah. just releasing the regular one three days late. That's one way to look at it, too. <laughs> yeah, that's how I'm going to look at it. 
<laughs> the, the cynical outlook. <laughs> uh, Uncharted The Lost Legacy also releases on PS4. This is the Uncharted 4 DLC that turned into its own game. Apparently, it's very good. Excellent. I can't wait to play it. Black chick. Yep. Uh, yeah, the black chick voiced by the white chick. I don't like that at all. Mm. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, I don't like it either, but baby steps, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> we gotta get what we can get. For you uh, open wheel racing fans, F1 2017 releases this week as well. Uh, next week, there is Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle, the bizarre XCOM style uh, turn based RPG that's coming out for the Switch. Okay. Uh, Which Absol- one are you buying it? Oh, no, no neither. Mm. I don't think. We'll see. Nah. N- nope. Nah. I haven't. Whew, wow. <laughs> when when was the last time we talked about Mario Kart? Uh, it's been a couple months. When was the last time I talked about Mario Kart? It's been a couple months. That's the last time I played the Switch. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I mean, you're. I mean, for but for you, that's that's what it is, right? Like when it like for you with the Switch, when a game comes out that you want, you're gonna binge it and then I'm gonna binge it, put it down for a little while, and then I'm gonna and then I'm gonna do this to the other Nintendo product. Just gonna drop it because I mean, you'll be back when Mario Odyssey comes out. I'll be back when Mario Odyssey comes out, which is fine. Um, Absolver, the the fighting game where apparently you learn new moves as you play, um, comes out on PS4 and PC. This looks terrible to me. The graphics do not look good. No, like, it certainly it just looks like terrible. I I, I have mm, nah. Now, one of two games Michael will be buying next week uh, is Yakuza Kiwami, the remake of Yakuza Zero or Yakuza One, rather. I uh, I already bought it. Yep, and it is um, waiting to be downloaded. So it'll be surprised. waiting for me when I get back. Uh, Life is Strange Before the Storm, uh, Episode One, releases as well. This is the Life is Strange prequel. Already bought that. That'll be waiting on my Xbox when I get back. So and then uh Resident Evil Revelations, uh the originally 3DS game, then became PS3 360 game, now a PS4 and Xbox One release for some <laughs> what are, reason. What are they doing? I mean, are, getting money, getting paid. Are we gonna talk about Capcom later on with that uh, Capcom? No, I, mean, I don't think you can talk about it now then. There's no story that I have, so um Terrence, what were your thoughts on the the latest trailer of MVCI? Oh, uh, no, <laughs> nah, yo, that doesn't it doesn't help anything. Like I've been watching um, Max; <clears throat> he's been coming up with the he's he's got a shit ton of gameplay footage of the game, as with the latest build. Uh, the, I don't give a fuck about the story because it looks ridiculous. It looks really stupid. Yeah, it looks terrible. Like I mean, like. Even for fighting game like stories, like like we all want like well, I want single player content, but I don't need a story. And this story looks fucking dumb. It looks- and these all these characters look ugly. Like I'll get I'll get used to it, right? But like the first couple of Marvel versus Capcom games, like they were sprites and they were animated yeah. very well, and they had like charm to them. 
And then Marvel vs. Capcom 3, like that whole comic book art style, kind of blew it out of the water, right? Yeah, like it, it was works. It looks amazing. I was playing it, it yesterday. It looked great, man. And now this like hyper realism, like like it, they they look like clay models come to life. They look like they look like first year Pixar job application <laughs> animations. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> like they just look odd, man. It, but I, you know, I'll get used to it, I guess. It's not doing anything for me. I still haven't reserved it. Like I'm telling you, man, I might not buy this shit. I'm serious. <laughs> like I just I mean, like, you don't looking, have to buy it. I know I don't have to buy it. But like yeah, don't, don't hold a gun to your head, Micah. It's Marvel versus Capcom. Like I like that series. But and the and the mechanics, like I said, he's showing a lot of gameplay footage and like the mechanics are really cool. And you can Yeah, the mechanics work shit, man. But the game just looks bland as fuck. It's butt ugly. Yeah. Like it has no not has no charm, no yeah, personality. No it's just sterile. Right. Like the PlayStation 4's fucking <laughs> UI. What? <laughs> you know it's coming. It, it, it no nah, man. I, I don't know. Like I I haven't decided whether I'm gonna pick it up yet. Unless someone wants to buy it for me. Well, there you go. Um um Terrence is back to panhandling. Yep. <laughs> you buy it for me. I'll play it. No one has ever so, played uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Anyway. Digital highlights. For some uh, I figured I figured some fans of our show might be curious to know that for some reason um they are releasing all of the Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm games on PS4 this week. Really? Yeah. Wow. Did you know so. Naruto has a son named Baruto? I did actually know that, <laughs> which is only because they titled uh, one of the expansions for the most recent Naruto game. And I literally look at that and and I said Baruto. I was like, what the fuck is that? And they're like, that's a son. I'm like, that can't be real. <laughs> you can't be serious. I find it hilarious that the this anime character is having more sex than the fans of the anime. Can't all be winners, guys. That shit took me a minute to fucking just process. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some release date announcements as well before up. we get to headlines. Um, Man, well, I'll get to I'm the sorry, good before one. you continue the headline, Otakon would like to have a word with you. <laughs> oh, believe me, I know. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. I know. Wait, it's, what? uh, yeah. I've been to a few Otacons before, and I've been to one of those Saturday night raves. And look, if you can't if you can't get it done, then uh, it, you're a mongoloid. Because <laughs> it's nothing but a bunch of socially awkward kids uh, dressed in nipple pasties and thongs, getting all sweaty and 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 freaking each other. Like if you can't get it done, then like. Uh, you know, you must be some sort of ape. <coughs> I, I, you know, anyway, we don't want to have too many tangents because this is going to be a long show. I apologize. That's oh, yeah. okay. I couldn't be here for the second half. I forgot. <laughs> I'll get uh so I'll get the I'll get the, the fun news out of the way. Actually, all three of these release date announcements are kind of so, somewhat embarrassing to Microsoft. So the, so the first one, um, <laughs> we, we Happy Few is coming to PS4 and PC on April 13th. This is the 
um, survival game with the Bioshockish aesthetic that has been propped up as a Microsoft exclusive for quite some time. Apparently, no longer. Uh, it's coming out next <laughs> spring for other consoles. Um, Crackdown Three, to the surprise of only those not paying attention, was delayed into spring of 2018. <laughs> Yo, I want to play Crackdown Three, but when I saw this, I just burst out laughing. Like at this point, I, I mean, don't know if it comes do- out or not. How can you do anything but laugh? I mean, like I said, they didn't show any gameplay at E3. So anyone that was like saw this news was like, oh, I can't believe it. Really? Can't you? <laughs> like I said, I've gotten to the point where I just don't give a fuck anymore. Like it can come out. It can't. If It doesn't have to. I, I don't give a fuck. I mean, look, like, can we be honest? Right. I like the first crackdown, but I was I was not going to buy it without that halo beta or whatever it was right (laughs) and then it turned out to be a pretty pretty fun game yeah but let's not kid ourselves like that game is not like the second coming of open world you know action games like it's 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 a game that people with ocd play because they got to get all those stupid orbs and that's it right like let's not pretend that crackdown is some like juggernaut franchise let's also not forget that crackdown 2 released literally seven years ago <laughs> Jesus <God> damn. <laughs> i mean that game that game for for i would argue the vast majority of gamers out there is out of sight out of mind yeah man <laughs> well crackdown 3 or crackdown no crowd say crackdown like the crackdown series like like how many how many people who are what you consider like core gamers so their main audience has even played a crackdown game Um, i mean it's not like crackdown 2 set the world on fire for sales either you know what i mean yeah because crackdown 2 wasn't even that good right so like you are you are basically there there's a lot of your audience who you're telling hey this game's gonna be awesome trust us and look it's got a three at the end of it so you (laughs) know it has to be good because we made two other ones (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's that's literally what they're selling it on right now and then like the fact that terry cruz is in the marketing that's about it apparently he's in so. the game but like i don't care his voice okay whatever that's no his likeness is actually in the game oh, okay he's in it so, I, I don't know as i don't know as what but he's in it somehow probably he's probably the new black agent like they had uh agents of every race creed and gender and now it's probably just like hey now, now the black one is a famous guy, I guess. Uh, I lastly, know, and and the reason I saved this for last is because when I found out that this is happening, I was just tickled, tickled to death that I found out that this was a thing because I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that this is a thing that's actually happening. And what I'm talking about is coming out next week, August 29th, exclusively on the Xbox One and Windows 10 PC, is three words that I never thought would be put together in the same sentence. And that is ReCore definitive edition. (laughs) I don't think ReCore had any DLC. (laughs) (laughs) I played the game. I have it. I don't remember there being any DLC for ReCore unless there was like DLC parts for you, for your character, for your, um, your little pets. How the fuck is this? How is there a definitive edition of something that didn't have any extra content to it? I don't know. The best part is if you own ReCore, then you're apparently you're getting all this content for free anyway. Well, thank you. 
So I guess I guess this is I guess this is for to to get to get I don't know the two dozen people that were like man that recore looks interesting but I need something just to get me pushed over the fence and then they're like well <laughs> definitive edition here's all the DLC <laughs> well that'll do it here's the thing I didn't hate the game it's just it takes like five minutes to load load times are trash it's like an old school game it's like an, it's just an old school like open world shooter it doesn't do anything terribly good doesn't do anything terribly bad there's no dlc for it and i guess so the definitive edition is going to have all the dlc that it was supposed to come out with is it going to i guess no clue it comes with no clue i I can't care enough to find out and a new core bot so you're gonna have you're gonna have hdr support for it oh and a tank (laughs) <laughs> a new bot and some new adventures. That's fine. Whatever. I, I don't get it. For so, that is our uh, that is our new release announcements for the week. Uh, we'll pass it to Terrence. Uh, known Nazi sympathizer PewDiePie or PewDiePie, as as Michael would say. Uh, he he condemns his brethren. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this guy. I didn't, live, I didn't watch this video. Uh, apparently, now that they're wa- wa- running the streets, he's like, oh, wait a minute. All oh, those jokes that are told about Nazis, maybe that wasn't a good idea. Yeah, maybe it wasn't. Yeah, who'd, who'd have thought making jokes and putting them online about, you know, a, a group of people who committed one of the worst genocides in human history might come back to bite you in the ass one day? Who'd have thought? Here's his statement. If for some reasons, okay. <laughs> I, I, he's, a, just, he's a foreigner. <laughs> automatically threw me off, but okay. If for some reasons Nazis think it's great that I'm making these jokes, I don't want to give them the benefit, Yelberg said. So I'm going to stop doing it. Nazi memes, they're not even that funny anymore. 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 <laughs> Nigga, fuck you, yo. <laughs> like, really? It's sort of a dead meme, so just to make it clear, no more. It's not me censoring myself. It's more like I don't want to be part of this. Okay. All right. I, what else can you say? My my favorite part is apparently apparently two days before he put up this video, saying that he wanted nothing. He wanted to wash his hands of these comparisons to to Nazis. Um, he he posted a joke on Twitter saying. Of of a guy linking to a HuffPost story of a guy whose sleight of sortly resembled him in passing, and he says, "Dear Nazis, stop looking so identical to me. You're not really helping my case here." That was after the Charlottesville rallies, by the way, that he posted that joke. Hmm. So, all right, yeah, people died there, buddy. Yeah, woman died. yeah. a woman died, and you're making Nazi jokes. As a matter of fact, you made the Nazi joke. I like to think. That all these torch wielding dudes were PewDiePie fans, and they saw that he made that Nazi joke uh, when he when he had those people like hold up five, five uh, Nazi signs for five dollars, and and I'd like to think that that was the catalyst that said, "Hey, they were like, hey, this PewDiePie guy is pretty funny. Let's hold a rally in his honor in Charlottesville." Yeah. He did it. <laughs> He's the cause of it. Sorry, guys. He's the cause of it. And what the fuck? Like, 
even PewDiePie condemns Nazis at the first opportunity that he gets. Well, I wouldn't go as far to say this was the first opportunity that he got to condemn Nazis. Okay, yeah, you know what? You're right. You're right. He's late, <laughs> too. <sighs> he went on to say, a lot of people love the video, and a lot of people didn't, and it's almost like two generations of people arguing if this is okay or not. I don't think anyone likes Nazis except for Nazis. But my intention was just to show how stupid the website is and how far you can push it by paying $5. He's yeah, talking about Fiverr in yeah, that case. Fuck you. No, you don't. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> so you were to Nigga, wait, what? Suck my dick, dude. Fuck off. Um, I'm done with him. He's a he's he's a Nazi. Uh you next die up. in a pie, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I don't know why you've made that joke yet. Hey. The rock like is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking, guys. Someone paid me five dollars to say it, so it's okay. <laughs> Man, we are on all cylinders here. Uh, the rock picked tunes for the you to listen to while playing 2K18 WWE 2K18. Whatever. This is a very like if, if you had. First of all, it's a weird soundtrack for a WWE game, and it's a very eclectic mix. The last time you played a two K, when was the last time you played a two K game? Oh shit! Um, yeah, so they 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 have a bunch of just random shit on their albums on their soundtrack. So it's not too out of the ordinary. But um, see, I I would assume they would have had the same kind of soundtrack that like a Madden would have had. Yeah, I'm looking at this. I don't like like 90% of this shit. And this is very much like on The Rock's brand, right? Because nobody really knows what The Rock is. Like white people want to think that he's just like a really tan white guy. And then black people who don't know any better want to claim him. But deep down in their soul, like they know that he doesn't <laughs> black. And then Samoans who should claim him, they claim him, right? But I don't, I, you know, I don't know any Samoan artists. The only people, look, the only music that I know Samoans listen to are the music that they come out on their entrance ramp to. And, and the two Samoans that I saw last night, they came out to some, some black ash day one ish type shit, right? So I don't see like a bunch of hardcore rap on it. And and this is very much a part of the rock's brand, right? Like, yeah, you got some black music, but the, like you got Easy E and Kanye West, and like it's new Kanye West, not old Kanye West. And 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 yeah, what Kim, the hell is, I don't even know what Black Skinhead is. What song is that? Uh, it's the it's the you remember all the marketing for um what's that Leonardo DiCaprio movie uh, with Margot Robbie and uh, Jonah Hill. Wolf Wolf Wall Street. Street. Yeah. Remember the marketing for that? <clears throat> boom, 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 oh. boom, 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 yeah, that, that fits with the 2K soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what the fuck? Whatever. And Bruno Mars, another ambiguous dude. And, and, uh, I don't know what baby. I don't even know what song that is. Yeah. It's not a new song. It's not a new fucking album. I don't know. It's a weird list, but it's a list that, I think The Rock would have picked out. Yeah, down the it sickness. feels like it's on his brand. I don't know what that, one down, down the sickness is straight out of straight out of attitude era WWE. Yeah. Where that one came from. Yeah. 
You never met a white boy quite like me. I know that song. That's Kid Rock. I do not know that song at all. Yeah, I've, I've heard that song. Uh, Tech Nine featuring Chris Calico and Serge Tankian. This is an interesting. I'm old, guys. Group straight out the gate. I, I don't know what that is. So, yeah, he's doing the music. This sounds like a, just a regular ass fucking 2K soundtrack to me. Uh, next up, Bioshock is getting a 10 year anniversary $200 collector's edition. That's a lot. Um, it's it comes with a big daddy, I think. Is that, is that yeah? How, how big is that big daddy? Uh, 11 yeah. inches tall. Yo, you couldn't even make it a foot. Yeah, right. <laughs> you gonna chop that fucking one inch off? Get out of here, man. Uh, so apparently the drill the, is motorized, though. According to this, oh, classic motorized drill. That's cute. Uh, what are you gonna do with it? Nothing. Sit it there. Sit it exactly. Two hundred bucks for a game. I've played this game like six times over. <laughs> I've played it quite a few times. Very good game. I'm not paying two hundred dollars for a big daddy though. I think there's enough fans of the uh, of the franchise. Oh yeah, that absolutely. would that would shell for this. So they'd pick it up. Uh, what else does it come with? Is that it? Well, it comes with the it comes with the Bioshock collection too. So you do get all three, all three? Bioshock games for PS4 or Xbox One. That's not bad. No. So yeah, I'm assuming the statue is very nice. It, it like this is hardcore fans only. Just odd for a ten year old game to come out with a collector set. Also, Bioshock is ten years old. Yeah, God man. damn. She came out in 2007. Jesus fucking Christ. It still holds up. Yeah, it so, does. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> considering it's a 10-year-old game. Um, yeah. Get yourself a big daddy. Yeah, I mean, if you've never played Bioshock, um, yeah. I wouldn't recommend you rush out to get the $200 version. I mean, uh, you can get the collection for like 30 bucks, pretty much usually nowadays. Yeah, and honestly, I mean, if I'm being real honest, all you got to really do is play the first one. You're right. Like, I, like if, I, if you want to play another one, play Infinite after that. But um, yeah, I was gonna say, if you're only gonna play one, then yeah, just play the first one. But if you're gonna play two, <laughs> skip, skip Bioshock two. Yep. Yeah. And last up, what is this? What are we talking about here? NFL and the coordinates coordinate to overhaul Madden 18 club champions. Ships. I don't even know what that is. What is club championship? Well, they used oh. to um it used to be that they would have like their Madden 18 competitive season. Apparently, what they're doing now is they are partnering with the NFL and every like there's gonna be a competition to select the best players, but you're gonna have one representing each team in the game. Hmm. And okay. then those and then those 32 people will face off in the Madden championships, which happens uh, Super Bowl, Super Bowl week. So. <laughs> so what if you get a terrible fucking team? Well, no, you you actually declare which team you want to you want to go out for and you have to compete with other people who declare for that team and the and, and they'll select the best person for each team basically so like if you were so like yeah if you were a like if you're like a cowboys fan you're probably going to suffer you know have a lot more competition because i would imagine a lot of more people are going to go out for the cowboys but if you're like a jacksonville jaguars fan it might be easier sledding with yeah. Them. yeah yeah 
It'll be you and your brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Like, what the fuck? But I guess, but I get, but I, I also guess you're picking the team that you know the best, like whose playbook you know the best and whose personnel you know the best. So. Players are trash. I look, Madden, Madden's not real football <laughs> at all. Like, have you ever seen those Madden championships? They'd be cheating shit. Uh, whatever. Like, a good, a bad team is not going to win. Like, it's going to be one of the top teams. They're going to be fucking throwing over the top fucking Hail Marys all game. Uh, no. Oh, yeah, playing the shit like Blitz. Yeah. Like, all right, all right. Okay, Cowboys fan from Lanham, Maryland. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. Oh, man. Fucking Cowboys fans make me sick. <laughs> I really do. So they they, they make Micah even more sick now. They're all over the place now, here, man. All over the place. They're over the place everywhere. Yeah, but it's it, it's a little different here, you know, how in Redskins country. Like, it. Mm. All right. Well, and, and I imagine it irritates your wife that much more because she is a fan of the Washington professional football team. No, she isn't. She, I, I thought she was. No, nah, she don't give it. She was a fan for some strange reason. She was a fan of Robert Griffin. Oh, okay. Like what the fuck? Like she's not so, a fan of teams. She's a fan of players. So she just sticks with FSU. Then that's all she actually. Yeah, cares. she's an FSU person. That's it. Like she's not a Jaguars fan. She's not a Bucks fan. A Dolphins fan. Like all them teams in Florida. Fuck all of them. So I said, <laughs> all right. Well, we are Ravens house. Good luck finding a game to watch on Sunday. Because uh, they don't generally play Ravens games where I live at, uh, but and I and I'm not driving all the way to Germantown to watch it. So fuck it, I might just sit this season out anyway. Go for it; it's liberating. Yeah, I haven't get my son to watch an entire NFL game in like four years. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a it's been a while. They need uh look. They need uh three minute quarters, just like Madden. <laughs> 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 you make a three minute quarters, then I'll watch them again. I mean, it's all they end up playing for real. You know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you, would, you wouldn't be missing on that much, I don't think. So. Well, I'll tell you what, if you uh if you were inclined to go out and pick up your copy of Madden 18 and you order it from Amazon, make sure you go to densepixels.com slash Amazon to order any items big or small because when you do you're going to pay the same low amazon prices but you give your friends over at dense pixels a very small but still significant percentage of the sale which helps us pay for things like hosting and equipment and other things we use to keep the show going so again anytime you buy anything off of amazon big or small densepixels.com slash amazon including your project scorpio xbox one console Yes, Microsoft will be releasing a limited edition Project Scorpio branded version of the Xbox One, the Xbox One X on November 7th, because something's got to happen on N7 day, right? You're, 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 you're skipping ahead. Can we, mm. can we save, can we save the, uh, the collective outrage till that part of the show? All right. Um, the company, um, uh, the it will the the system will come with the controller, which will have uh, Project Scorpio blazoned on the front of it, 
and uh, the I think the actual console will be will look a little different. It does. Um, you're 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 making this sound far more impressive than it actually is. It literally is just an Xbox One X that says Project Scorpio on the controller. Yeah. If, if, if you bought an if you bought an Xbox One day one and it says, you know, the, the controller says day one edition on it, it's the same thing. So if uh you are a collector and you want to get in on the ground floor, uh you wanna have your authentic Xbox One X Project Scorpio Day One Edition sounds like a Japanese title for it. Um, yeah, there you go. Uh, you can pay what five hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, five hundred bucks. What's the uh, trade in on an Xbox Three Xbox One? Uh, like a hundred bucks. Oh, well, damn. Mm. Womp womp. <laughs> <laughs> there's a uh, speaking of the xbox one the xbox one s is getting uh a shadow a middle earth shadow of war bundle uh you can get it in either 500 gig or one terabyte hard drive just go for the bigger hard drive um i didn't it, put it on i didn't i didn't link the story they're also coming out with a minecraft bundle that actually has the system in like a Minecraft rap, basically. Oh, really? Which is god awful. I I can only imagine that those pixelated graphics that I hate so much are invading real life tangible things. This madness needs to stop. Does this come in black? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Hate very good lethal weapon to pull right there um <laughs> it uh it the, walmart had a black one as like a special what edition for a little bit how ironic hmm all right <laughs> it'll come with uh it'll come with the game wireless controller uh one month of xbox game pass which uh gives you access to a bunch of uh backwards compatible games and a two-week Xbox Live Gold trial. Uh, the one terabyte bundle will be three forty-nine. The five hundred gig bundle will be two eighty. Um, there you go. If you haven't picked up an a, an Xbox One and don't want to dish out the money for an Xbox One S uh, or X, yo. <laughs> I know. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yes, it's this, really fucking this is dumb. So fucking stupid, man. <laughs> this is so goddamn dumb. Like we can't shit on the Wii for doing this shit and not shit on X- on Microsoft for doing the same shit. Like it's um, so I, stupid. I sent you. Man. I sent you both a picture of the Minecraft bundle. By the way, god damn it! Feast I your can- eyes. Oh my god, it looks god awful. Let's take a look here. It does not. No, no, I don't like that at all. I can't. Mm-mm. I got to turn the phone around because I can't have it staring at me. <laughs> um, yeah, like just call it something. To, just, just. Oh, fuck. I, I don't know. This shit is annoying, though. Xbox One, Xbox One S, Xbox One X. It, it, no, uh, uh, no, man, no. They need to take this shit and burn it. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking ugly. 
Like it is awful. <laughs> y'all, y'all gotta look at this thing. Like this is offensive to my senses. All of them. It's God, pretty bad, God, man. What the it's fuck? Pretty, it's pretty bad. Who's gonna buy that? And it literally goes with nothing. Like if that somehow fits the decor of your house, you must be roommates a... with Swamp Thing. Because <laughs> that's what that shit looks like to me. <laughs> you need to hire a, a, a an interior designer and like get rid of everything in your household. Woo! Goodness gracious. Um, next up, more than 100 titles are confirmed to support Microsoft's next Xbox One X. Uh, Microsoft announced at Gamescom. The list of titles, 118 of them as of... Uh, Yesterday's recording, uh, yesterday, as we are recording, uh, include upcoming Xbox One games like BioWare's Anthem and Machine Games' Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus, uh, as well as already released games such as Gears of War 4, Halo 5, Quantum Break, and Killer Instinct. I have um, to, um, I have to make some fun because they have the fullest of 118 games. We're not going to read them all, of course, but there are a few now. I, I get that Microsoft wants to wants to be able to say, hey, look how many games are supporting it and, and have support in 4K and HDR for as many games as possible. And I applaud them for that, okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface by saying I applaud them for wanting to make as many games compatible as possible. However, do we need 4K upgrades for games like Chess Ultra, and <laughs> Disneyland Adventures. What else do we got here? I'm, I'm, I'm scrolling the list. Uh, Pixar Rush for the Xbox One. Don't think we need that. Um, Roblox. Roblox. For those who like Minecraft with their Legos, Roblox gets 4K. Thank God. What the fuck is... Zoo oh, Tycoon. Look at Death of the Outsider. Is that the second designer? Look at this 4K chess piece. (laughs) (laughs) It's so wow. It's like it's like I can touch it. Wow. It's so realistic. Subscribe to our YouTube channel to see what I just did there. (laughs) I made a funny. Killer Instinct (laughs) one and two. Oh no, Killing Floor Two. Wait, Killing Floor Two was on Xbox? Mm Mm-hmm. Since when? Since for a while or maybe it's coming i don't know killing floor is not on xbox apparently it's gonna be yeah maybe it's coming some of these games like crackdown three like they're on here oh they're not out yet and some of them some of them are game previews like what the fuck is brawl out that just looks like a fucking that sounds maybe 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 it's like a fallout fighting game that we just didn't know about brawl out Oh, roll out with your shawl out. It's there a party is, uh, fighting game. There is two, not, and you both will be pleased to know there is not one farming game that is getting the 4K upgrade, but two farming great farming games getting the 4K upgrade. Of course, you'd expect Farming Simulator 17 to get the upgrade, and it is, but also Real Farm Simulator 2017 is also getting the 4K upgrade. What is the difference between the two? No fucking clue. <laughs> oh, this is basically no, Mario. Um, whatever the hell the name of that game is called, the fighting game that they have. What the fuck is that game? Oh, what brawl? Oh, it's like a Smash Brothers style. Yeah, game. That's, that's okay. what it is. Okay, so 
like I said, I, I applaud them for for making as many compatible as possible. There's just a few that I think they would have been better served, you know, not doing it because no one cares <laughs> at there all. Next up, Universal and Frontier Developments revealed Jurassic World Evolution, a dinosaur themed uh, a dinosaur theme park simulation for PlayStation 4, Windows PC and Xbox One XSF 39000. Um <laughs> Jurassic World Evolution is expected to arrive sometime during the summer of 2018. It will task players with creating and managing their own Jurassic World theme park. Um, why would I want to create and manage something that will inevitably be a disaster? Like that's the fun, right? To watch Jurassic World fall into dismay and eat a bunch of people who probably didn't deserve the gruesome deaths that they got. While I mean, getting- isn't that isn't that any city building game though, or any like theme park? This is why building? I never got into those things because I would get so fucking mad if i spent all this time meticulously creating my city or my roller coaster or whatever just to have some act of god come and destroy everything i feel like this would have been a great idea if they'd made it 15 years ago yeah i could see that well you don't think uh because they're getting a sequel the movie's getting a sequel you don't think uh the it will it will ride on the zeitgeist by next year. Oh, the, was the sequel coming out next year? Probably. Mm. No, you might be right. They might be planning it. This might be actually timed pretty damn well. So you think people are going to be like, "Hey, let me create a Jurassic Park theme park and manage it," like Sim City? Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom released releases June twenty second, twenty eighteen. Well, there you that go. Bo- Jurassic. Oh, the movie. Yeah, the movie. I was about to say, is that the name of the game? What the fuck? <laughs> I, I only I only want this game to exist is like if you're building something. Um, I want there to be like you know what quality do you want to build this thing? And there's like three options, and the bottom two are like 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 skimp on it. The second one's like normal, and but those are grayed out. You can't select them. The third option is the one you're forced to pick, and the third option will be spare no expense. <laughs> I don't get it. It's it's, oh. a, it's it's a joke from the first Jurassic Park movie because uh, the guy that built the park, John Hammond, every every time they're like point they point out something to him of like how awesome it is in the park. He's like spared no expense, spared no expense, <laughs> like in the entire movie. Oh. <laughs> Oh shit! Like like um, picked up what I was putting down, and it was fucking funny. Um, I want Doctor Ian Malcolm to be in this game. If he's not in it, I won't even entertain the thought of 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 uh, doing a, an, another story on it. Jeff Goldblum, that's, a, that's fair needs to be in everything. Mm. <laughs> I don't. I'm just tuned out of this story. I don't care. <laughs> Michael, what, what would the Je- what would the Jeff Goldblum dialogue box look like when you're talking to Ian Malcolm in this game? Oh shit! Um, it, would just, it would just be uh, and then dots, 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 and then uh, and then dots, 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 and then like you have to open up another window to finish the thought, basically. Yeah, like like, and what if you had like, what if you were Doctor Ian Malcolm and you had dialogue choices? Like, <laughs> whoa. 
<laughs> will be uh ellipses, ellipses, uh ellipses, and just uh. <laughs> Those are your four choices. <laughs> With a fifth choice, I'm getting bitter. It's from The Fly. He was in that movie. <laughs> and it was fucking gross. Yeah, that movie's awful. Don't watch The Fly. It's good. It's gross. Don't eat and then watch it. You'll throw up. Don't eat and watch it. Don't eat while watching it. Don't watch it and then eat. Matter of fact, just don't watch it. It was a good movie. Don't watch it. <laughs> gross show. You know what else is gross? Uh, EA and uh, Bioware abandoning Mass Effect. Um, they released a statement saying that uh, patch 1.10 was going to be their last patch. Um, the last update, they don't plan on uh, introducing any future content, uh, story, story, single, you know, single player content. Um, they say they will keep uh, updating the cash grab component mm. uh, of the multiplayer. But um, look, it's sad, but at the same time, uh, didn't we call this? Um, I think I think we did. Yeah, yeah, I think we did because um, you know, it 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 just got so much, it just got so much ill will from people that you know people were just like, uh, and it's a shame. The game was cool, man, but they're they're apparently going to continue. They're apparently going to continue telling these stories through books and and comics in the Mass Effect universe from from Andromeda specifically, I guess. This is someone someone put in our fan group. They said uh, in response to the story, didn't Mass Effect three kill Mass Effect? And it did. We just didn't realize it until five years later that it did. Um, It's very sad uh, for me, because like I said, Mass Effect, we've talked about on the show before and and we talked about it when, when Mike and I reviewed it is a game that got a unfair well i mean okay you can you can debate the debate the merits of fairness but it got a bad rap when it came out and it stumbled thanks to the critical response which was fair and thanks to the internet response which i think was what was unfair yep um and it never recovered from that and that is unfortunate that ea and bioware and i'm pretty sure it's probably more ea than bioware made the decision to bail sooner and and to be clear i don't blame ea for this like ea's doing with the fiscally responsible move right like they they know how much the game sold i'm sure they're not going to really release that information because it's probably not it's probably embarrassing compared to uh previous mass effect games and and they can they can see that you know even they did put out single player dlc there's not going to be a huge response probably um from that but it sucks because i enjoyed a lot of the new characters i enjoyed some of the places you went to in Andromeda. Um, my question to you guys, and you guys can, can if you have any other thoughts to elaborate on before you answer it, um, what does this mean for the future of the franchise as a whole? I think uh, the franchise will stay dormant for a good long while. Um, as a matter of fact, and, and I mean, it might just be done. As a matter of fact, yeah, I think it's done. I, I, I don't think you'll get another Mass Effect if you do, it will be um, five to ten years before you get another one. And um, because Bioware doesn't 
really kind of come back to the stuff that they let go, right? Like Jade Empire. It was really great. And everyone wants one. You ain't gonna get one. <laughs> um uh Baldur's Gate, really great. Like really great. You, you ain't gonna get another one. Um I think people, there'll be another old Republic game or Kotor game. Um I don't uh, by Bioware. I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. Not uh, if I was a betting man, I would say no. Just because Star Wars license, you could do so much with it, and you can do so much with it in so many different ways that they're gonna they're gonna make Star Wars games that they feel will appeal to you know a mass audience shooters. And um, then, then maybe take a risk on it. But I don't hear anybody talking about uh, the Old Republic uh, MMO. And that that MMO was pretty good. You know, it wasn't the best, but um, I keep up with it from time to time. Like they they used to send me emails about it. Now they don't. So I guess it's like on its last leg too. So yeah, I think Mass Effect is done. And um, it sucks, man, because I like that world. Like that, that was that was my Star Trek, you know. And now it's done. And and this this multiplayer shit. Like, did you play the multiplayer at all? I dabbled. Um, it didn't hold my attention. That's not yeah. not its fault, honestly, because I've mo- I moved on to another game once I was done playing the single player. So I I did play a good amount of the multiplayer, and it's not um, it's not. It, it, it felt soulless like it. And I don't know if it's just because, you know, you're playing with, you know, characters that you don't necessarily kind of, I, I don't know, but it felt, it felt soulless. Like the multiplayer that was released with mass effect three, you were fighting reapers and shit like that. And you developed like a, a hate for them. And, you know, now you're just fighting these kill that's what they were, right? Kel? Ket. Ket. And um, I don't know. It just feels soulless. The arenas don't feel right. It's it it's it, it was a shell of its former self. So uh Terrence, you are part of the problem because you do not buy and play Mass Effect <laughs> Andromeda. Your thoughts on this news. <laughs> like, I, I, played, yeah, I played the other three. I mean, I enjoyed them. Like it really doesn't matter to me whether it comes back or not. You said it, they were going to be doing comic books and shit. And, yeah, uh, they're gonna they're gonna. Novels. I mean, they've always done comics and and books. Apparently, they'll be because like one of the they they left a lot of threads open um, from Andromeda. Like there was like one of the arcs uh, that had all the Corians on it. Um, you never found the status of that. Instead, they ended with like, oh, we found like a like a, a, a beacon or something like that. To, to te- you know, and it was I I presume they were saving that for for DLC. Um, now they're going to tell that story. Uh, aside from there, they left the thread open as to who the mysterious benefactor for the Andromeda Initiative was. Right? Yeah. That's probably going to be resolved in books or comic books. Mm. I mean, so so basically, they do like what Halo does with all the back lore and shit like that with their books and shit. Uh, look, I didn't buy Andromeda. Like maybe if it's like five bucks, I'll pick it up. <laughs> but I, I don't. I, again, I like the series, but I wasn't too hyped for this one. And then when I when it once it came out, I'm like, oh, 
oh, this didn't turn out as well as they had hoped it to turn out. <laughs> <laughs> so whether it comes I mean, back or not, I, I'm, I'm just indifferent. If it comes back and it comes back with a bang, fine. Great for the great for you because you two guys are, real, are big fans. But if it doesn't, I guess that sucks. But either way, it doesn't really matter to me. It this just makes me want to. It though, because like really, like people love that series, and then you put your B team on it. That's kind of foul. It's fucked up. But I, I don't even like like this leads into a rant that we've had on the show before, and I'll have it again because it's still valid when you're talking about this. Why does everything have to be a nine or a ten? I mean, well, it doesn't. But like with this particular series, you want that shit to be a nine or a ten, right? And if it's not that. Like you think, got a pedigree you have to uphold. And it I, th- I think this had to be a nine or a ten because of the bad taste that Mass Effect 3 left in people's oh. mouths. Um which is no fault of the game, in my opinion. I think the game ended fine. Like what what would what did you what did you people really expect? Like, did you really expect like like every single thing that you did, like they're trying to tell a story, guys, with a beginning, middle, and an end. Like if you pick up a choose your own adventure book, you're gonna get one of the endings that the author wrote for it. Yeah. So I don't know, but whatever. But I think this one needed to kind of hit it out of the park because people were already hating on it. You know what I mean? But Even no, after I guess that much time. That's the one thing I like. You keep saying that, but I feel like enough time had passed. Mm, I think three. you underestimate the the bitterness and the ability to hold a grudge that internet dwellers Well, you have. know what? You're right. I, I, I might be because I haven't bought anything from eBay because I bought a fucking terrible game from it. Right! That shit doesn't oh. make up. He's the king of petty grudges. <laughs> like, I can't understand why people would still be mad about that shit. Uh. Maybe you're right. And that was like <laughs> fucking 14 years ago. When did, when did Devil May Cry 2 come out? Like in 2000. Ages ago. 2004 or some shit like that? It was like 13 years ago. And I still literally have not purchased a single product from that goddamn website since then. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And I realize it's ridiculous. So you know what? You're right. But I, I don't know. But for them to put their B team on it, like, wouldn't you want to come back with like a bang? Not, not when you're developing. Not when apparently you're developing Anthem, which is going to be, I'm, I'm presuming a cash cow for them. Hey, but I hope so. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, I can tell you that I'm soured on it a little bit because of this news. A little, what? a little jaded. What Anthem? Mm-hmm. Or yeah, because you know what Anthem looks like. Fucking Mass Effect in the Titanfall universe. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I, you know, oh hey, what do I have in Anthem? Jetpacks. What? What? Really? They have jetpacks in it? I wonder what else had jet. Oh yeah, Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> <laughs> but Anthem was so like I said, cool. not not much more to say. Um, but yes, Internet, I blame I blame you. I blame you for this news, and I'll never. Never forget it. Um, that's it for the video game portion of our show. Just a couple housekeeping notes before we move on to the next part. Uh, if you're not a part of our fan group, you are missing out on some fun 
conversation every single day. It's densepixels.com slash fans. Uh, you can join immediately, and you should. Uh, leave us a five-star review, uh, just like Dirty Evan and the boys did earlier today for us, and we'll read it on the air, much like we did earlier. Uh, Facebook and Twitter, you can follow us at Dense Pixels. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You can use any podcatching service that you use, including iTunes, Google Play Music. And we are all on Twitch TV. Uh, Dense Pixels Brad is myself. Terrence is Apparition 410. Micah is Dense Black Nerd. And Carrie is Sup It's Carrie. And for those of you uh, that are in our fan group, we did put up a post that's pinned. Uh, if you want to connect with other group members, uh, feel free to leave your PSN, Xbox Live, Steam, 3DS, Nintendo Switch, Battle.net, whatever friend codes in there and connect with other folks in the group. So uh, we will bid Terrence adieu because yep. he did not watch SummerSlam. So Terrence, we will see you next time. I am. And, uh, oh, and also the, for those listening um, uh, who aren't going to stick around, uh, no show next week from us. We are taking the week off. Mike and myself are both going to be out of town. Um, so you get the week off from us next week. If you're not going to listen to SummerSlam uh, for those of you that are sticking around though, SummerSlam 2017. All right, so for the third consecutive year, uh, SummerSlam originated from the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. And, Micah, I don't know about you, my man. I was pretty worried about this card because there was a lot of matches on there that I didn't care that much about. Yeah. Um, it. Um, I wasn't super excited, and I'm usually super excited for uh, the, you know, the four pillars pay-per-views. Um. And this one just wasn't really, this one wasn't really doing it for me. Um, the uh, the night as a whole was okay. You know, I wasn't upset by it. Um, the uh, and I think it ended. It ended with a bang. Like it ended leaving me like super jazzed. Um, I'm going to go further than you. I think this was one of the better pay per views they've had this year so far. Hmm. Because there were only like like if you think about it, first of all, um, Takeover and uh, Brooklyn will will also very quickly. I thought Takeover um, was a very average show, and by NXT standards, that is below average. Right for their for their events, I, I there's only one uh, really great match for me on that card, and it was the first match, um, and the other ones were just okay. Didn't really yeah. do much else for me. So I was a little let down with, take, with TakeOver. Um, the pre-show for this show, which, again, we're going to talk about very briefly. Um, the six-man tag with the Hardys and and the Miztourage and Jason Jordan, they they had to pull before anyone really got settled into the arena. So that you kind of write that match off. Um, the Cruiserweight title match was okay. Uh, I think the match they had on Raw between Tozawa and Neville was better. Yep. Um, and then, then you had the the New Day versus Usos tag team championship match, which started off a, a little plotty for these two teams. But oh my god, did that match get insane! It did, man. As um, like I'm a sucker for a tag team match, and um, like a tag team match with real tag teams, not just like two dudes thrown together. And um, 
like you said, this one started off kind of, kind of slow, but um, it, I mean, it was, it ended. It they look they they pulled some new stuff out, and and I really I really enjoyed it, man. And and of course, uh, the Usos beat the New Day uh, to reclaim the SmackDown tag team titles, but that got us started with the main with the uh, main show and jerking the curtain. In this uh, in this year's SummerSlam, none other than one Jonathan Felix Cena, uh, as he faces Baron Corbin, Micah John Cena getting opening match duties. Uh shocker! It is like, but like, wh- well, she's gonna put him. Well, right? and and it's 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 funny that she said because I think that if if this was gonna be your opening match and you didn't have the pre-show. This would have been an odd choice because, like, like John Cena is good, um, but Baron Corbin not exactly the type of wrestler that you would expect is going to liven the crowd up right. to get to get your show started. But because they had the absolute crazy um, tag team match before this, you can get away with it. Yeah, and this very much felt like a cool down match to me. Um, it was um, Baron Corbin debuted a new entrance theme, uh, which was better than his previous theme. But he also combined it with a new entrance, which is decidedly worse because I I, I kind of like the um the theatrics of his previous entrance where it had like the black you know descending upon the si- the burning city behind him and yeah. and followed him as he walked to the ring. Now it's just kind of kind of blase. Yeah, for that part is um is John Cena like on Rogaine or something? Like I, I, <laughs> I he just looks like he has like a whole lot more hair. Well, and well, actually, it's funny because I, for some reason, I thought he, like, as I was watching the match, I was like, is the light just hitting the back of his head a particular <laughs> way, or is he balding? I thought in the he back? was. I thought he was balding in the back, but was compensating it for having like a bunch in the front, where it's normally like the other way around for me. Where am I bugging? I don't know. I like you're not the only one to notice it, so. So I, maybe that maybe that's why he went down to the commentary table during at the beginning of the match and took JBL's cowboy hat, which was <laughs> hilarious, and gave us and gave us some new memes that we can bust out in the future. Shout out to uh to Johnny. Look, man, John Cena. I mean, the guy like love him or pretend to hate him, but he uh that guy's entertaining, man. Like. He he is this business. He is he is the prototypical, no pun intended, professional wrestler, right? Like he's got that look and he's got the right attitude. He's got the you know this is the new you know take your vitamins, eat your Wheaties, and all that shit. And um, he put on a the two of them. Cena can make most people look pretty decent. I just. I'm not a huge fan of Baron Corbin at all. I'm okay with Baron Corbin, um, the wrestler. I'm I'm less okay with Baron Corbin, the character. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't see the point of it. Like you're like a you're like a faux Randy Orton. <laughs> <laughs> like 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 I think given the circumstances that led up to this match, for those who did not know, um, Baron Corbin had the Money in the Bank briefcase last night or last or last week on SmackDown. Um, he cost John Cena a victory over WWE champion Jinder Mahal in a non-title match. 
And and John Cena had laid out Jinder with a super AA, so Jinder was not going anywhere. And after Baron Corbin attacked John Cena, he he returned to the ring, cashed in his Money in the Bank briefcase, but a distraction from John Cena allowed Jinder to get the roll-up and retain the title. So John Cena cost Baron Corbin his Money in the Bank briefcase. I expected that to lend itself to a more ferocious Baron Corbin and and you know use that anger to to you know have a really f- engaging match. I'm like, oh, that's what this match needed to make it interesting. You needed a reason for these two to fucking throw down on each other, but it never manifested itself. Like they just they they had the match that you would expect these two to have. Yeah, and unsurprised, and also somewhat surprisingly, like I actually kind of thought Corbin would win because the rumors that Cena is going to be hopping over to Raw for a little while now. Um, but John Cena wins after an AA, clean, no yeah. uh, no shenanigans. So. Very weird match, but a good, a, a decent match. Like it was fine. Yeah, um, it was fine. Yeah. Uh, next up, Natalia wrestles for the SmackDown Women's Championship against Terrence's favorite Naomi. Probably a good thing Terrence not here <laughs> yeah, to talk about this match. <laughs> he didn't see it, so he <laughs> <laughs> he would just be. But fuck this, I'm out, and then he would just log off. Natty, um, Natty. Natty's one of those wrestlers who's been around forever, but never, never really had that run. You know what I mean? Like she was a divas champion a couple times, but she never really like you would have expected her to be a leader at in the women's division, and I, that never really, never really came to pass. Yep, and um, it is that reason why I knew one hundred percent that she was going to win. Interesting, because I I wasn't sure. I didn't I didn't think that they'd put the belt on her. Um, I actually I enjoy the, this I enjoy this match more than it was a quality match because because of Natty's offense. Um, this match seemed much harder hitting than your average women's match that you see. Yeah, they uh they were moving a little stiff, much like I I didn't know if like there was like real beef there or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. Look, man, I'm not a, a fan of uh, Natalia, the character, but uh, I do acknowledge that, you know, it's she's probably due. And I while I didn't while I didn't want that that finish, I understand that finish. Uh, I would have preferred that that um, it wasn't a submission victory. But that's kind of their thing, right? In, in, well, in the heart. I think that um, I think it was fair to Naomi because, like, she she had her in the sharpshooter for a while, right? She yep. didn't tap out. Made she didn't tap out. She she reversed it, and and when she like did that forward roll and flipped Natty into the turnbuckle, I was like, oh shit, right? <laughs> and uh, that that led to Naomi going for the split legged moonsault, um, but she, but it was blocked. Natty put her knees up and locked her in another sharpshooter. Uh, this time. No place to go. I, you know what I like about Natalia's sharpshooter? I like how wide she sits down. Yeah. For some reason, I think that just makes it look more, more, uh, more punishing because she gets a little bit lower yeah. than, uh, than most folks do. Um, but, but Naomi taps out. Uh, the, that, the third title change so far, uh, by the way, because, uh, Neville won the cruiserweight title as well during the pre show. So three title, three title matches, three title changes. And I, I love the fact that Natalia kept that heat because she basically popped off to, to Naomi after the match was over. She's a, she's a very good heel because I can't stand her. 
<laughs> that's the mark of a good heel, man. Like that's why I, I laugh at my wife all the time because, like, whenever there's like a really dastardly heel, she uh, she's like, oh, I, I hate him so much. I'm like, well, then he's he's doing his job. That's so. that's the point, man. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the next match on the card is the one that makes you say, man, I can't believe the Usos and New Day were relegated to the pre-show. And that is a uh, big cast versus big show with the big mouth. Enzo Amore suspended above the ring in a shark cage. WWE really love those shark cages this year. Don't they? I, I always thought that like they should be used as some sort of like punishment for, you know, locker room shenanigans. Well, like, then, then, then in that case, it's being used appropriately. Right, here, apparently, right. apparently, if you if you to learn, believe the dirt sheets. Right, like, and I'm like, all right, you know, I kind of, I kind of imagine, yeah, I, I kind of see that happening. I, this match was, uh, it, it was boring. I, I just, well, I mean, the crowd, the crowd thought so too. Yeah, yeah like, they, they made their made their voice heard. <laughs> it, it's been a while since I've heard a boring chant. I got to say, as much as much shit as I give the WWE crowd, and and they deserve it. Um, boring is something that seems to have disappeared for the most part, yeah, uh, from the lexicon and only only thrown out when it's truly deserved. Look, man, I I think Cass could be a very good wrestler one day. Um, I don't think him cutting his teeth as a singles performer on the main roster is a great idea, though. Yeah, he's um, yeah, I make fun of uh his mic work, but it's not that it's bad. It's just that it's. It's, it's just rough. that it's not good. Like it, like <laughs> it makes very, him sound very good to guess. Like, like it makes <laughs> him sound like an idiot. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't. I haven't heard the guy speak outside of um, you know, WWE programming. I, I don't know if he has like an English accent or something, and he's just putting that shit on. But it it makes him sound like S A W A F T. S M A R T uh what like I I don't know. So you can't you you don't you don't have that working with me and you don't have I mean his 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 in-ring work I think is fine. He he reminds me of like a very, very green Mike Awesome. <laughs> that is not the name that I was expecting you to, <laughs> to pull out of the hat there. But like that's what I that's what I get from him you know what i mean like he's a big dude uh he's not as mobile like i feel like he can attain a mike awesome level you know what's weird is, is is even though he's a big guy like he is more athletic than most big guys so i don't expect him to move and to fight like the big show or the undertaker or kane or you know any of those guys like you could you could he could do some moves if he wanted to i don't know why they're restricting him so much um I, I feel like he would benefit from going back down to NXT and running the scene down there for a little bit before coming back up. You know what I mean? Like I don't yeah. think I don't think him being on the main roster as a singles wrestler is gonna gonna do very well for him. Um, the notable part of this match, of course, is that Enzo basically stripped off down to his boxers in the shark cage and then covered himself in oil so that he could slip through the bars of the cage, only to come down to the ring and eat a boot to the face. As soon as he landed on his feet, which seems correct. Yeah, the um, I remember liking those guys when they first uh, when I first saw them in NXT, and then when they debuted on the main roster, I'm like, oh man, this is these guys. 
these guys are pretty cool, man. And then I kept noticing that Enzo doesn't wrestle. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was like, all right, so what's, what's this guy doing here then? And um, yeah, the, the experiment is over with me. Well, and here's and I I finally I finally figured out why I don't like him and why his shtick grew old. And and people when they first came up and when they first were doing the thing, people compared him to like the rock on the microphone. And that made sense. Like he he the promos were very rock attitude era esque. You know what I mean? As as much as close as you could get in the PG era. But the thing that made the rock awesome is that the rock would ad lib. And the promos would evolve and they would change and they and they would be different. Whereas Enzo Amore basically cuts the same promo every single week. Yeah. A couple of haters. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. All right. Yeah. A couple of haters. All right. We get we get it. We, we get the we get the turkey walk or whatever <laughs> that shit is. Like we get it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I see what you're saying, man. And it I don't know. The the uh uh, I forget the idiom, but it's it. He's lost his luster for me. Like mm-hmm. I don't even find him like entertaining on like a purely visceral entertainment level anymore. So after uh, after booting Enzo, Cass hits Big Show with two big boots and his his big elbow drop to get the one two three. Right guy won at least. I mean, there was no reason Big Show needed to win that match. So right. That's all you can say. Um, speaking of all you can say, so Randy Orton versus Rusev was a match that manifested itself out of nowhere because you had two guys that needed something to do and why not have them fight each other? Now, let's have this on the main roster. Let's have this well, on the main card. It's, um, I like Rusev a lot and it seems like a lot of, a lot of fans also like Rusev a lot as a character, as a wrestler. I don't understand why he can't seem to get that push. That he got when he first came up. Yeah. I just uh, don't, I don't understand. It's the haircut, man. Cut I like hair. the haircut. I like the haircut, but apparently you cut your hair. That's it. Mm. So, uh, so Randy Orton had been uh, on SmackDown the previous week. He came and delivered an RKO to Rusev literally out of nowhere. Um, as Rusev was in the ring talking. So Rusev wasn't going to let Randy Orton get him this time. He jumped Randy Orton during Orton's entrance before the bell and beat him down on the outside of the ring before the match started. Um, Eventually they worked back into the ring. Orton was in the corner struggling to get up. Uh, The referee was able to separate the two. Finally, he rings the bell. Orton baits in Rusev who runs into the corner, turns around and delivers an RKO for the one, two, three, this match officially lasted about 10 seconds. Um, what do you think of, uh, Randy Orton? I think he's, uh, it's sad, right? Because he's just been relegated to a move. It, that, that part of it is sad. And it's even sadder because in Randy Orton, you have a guy who can play a very good evil heel. Like people, people do forget that Randy Orton was, a a dickish like dastardly heel for a couple a couple of years in the you know mid to late 2000s back when he had the legend killer gimmick and he used and to back kick when he was, old men in the head yes yes he did <laughs> back when he was hunting people um and that's that's the randy orton that's the best i hate babyface randy orton yeah, corporate chill randy orton never really did anything for me either i like evil dickish dastardly you know i like that randy orton 
And you you almost caught a glimpse of that um, during his Bray Wyatt feud. It's just that the matches in the ring didn't come back around to meet you know what was going on outside of the ring. And Randy Orton's also a really good wrestler too. Like it, it, he's a little you know you've seen you've seen the act for fifteen years now, and I can get it. So it's you know grading a little old for a lot of folks. I totally get that. But he he is a great hand. Um, he's he's very gifted. You just got to bring back Dick Heel Randy Orton. You know, they say that the best wrestling gimmicks are just your natural personality turned up to 11. I imagine in real life that Randy Orton is a bit of a dick. <laughs> At least he used to be, they say. Right. I don't so, know if he is anymore. So, like, man, it would be really nice to have that back. But, um, yeah, because you're right. Like, like when he's a when he's a face, it's 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 like he's still trying to be like a badass though. And like wrestling is 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 like it's about extremes, man. Like you gotta go all in or, or like you can't like half ass the shit. You know what I mean? Like you gotta you gotta be you you gotta be thugonomics or Captain America. There is no thugging America, you know what I mean? So and and as long as you get a reaction, people will dig it. So I just I don't know, man. Come back, Randy. Yeah. Come back 2005 through 2008, Randy Orton, please. The world the world awaits you. <laughs> um Sasha Banks versus Alexa Bliss was the next match on the card. Uh they were fighting for the Raw Women's Championship after Bailey uh suffered a shoulder injury and had to had to abscond. Um, these two apparently have real life beef with each other, by the way. Um, didn't really translate in the match too much, which um, is also a shame. There was one, there was one right hook from, from, uh, Alexa bliss that sounded amazing. And she looked like, like, look, they sold that shit. I was like, Oh, Ooh, is 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 this part of the like? It, it, are we about to go? Like, are we about to get stiff? Like, like, let's do it. And um, it didn't really manifest itself. Uh, the match itself, I think, was pretty good. Oh, it was a solid match. Yeah, um, I, I enjoyed the match, but I and, and I, I will say, not not Sasha Banks's best work, but definitely one of the better Alexa Bliss matches. Um, one thing that she is still getting better with uh, is, is the actual wrestling part. She's a great character and she has the, she has a great uh, presence and, and is, and can do well on the microphone, but yeah. she's still catching up in the wrestling department. So this was a great Alexa bliss match. Sasha's of course, capable of much better. Yeah. Um, but, a, but a back and forth affair here. Um, Alexa bliss does also the thing that I like that every, that makes William Regal great as well. She's, she's terrific with her face. She has the, she has some of the best, facial expressions <laughs> that you'll find and that's important i don't think enough wrestlers use their face yeah to the uh to the degree they could yeah you're telling the story man like you can't just be like stone-faced and then all of a sudden like you get you get put in a submission hold and now all of a sudden you got to feign like this is killing you you know what i mean because they tend to to not know what to do like you gotta you got a fucking mean mug man you gotta you gotta you gotta tell that story, man. Well, and I will say the finish to this one actually a little anticlimactic because Banks um wins the title on what what seemed to be a very innocuous bank statement. Like it's one of those ones that you hook on 
in the middle of the match and you're like, well, you know, she's going to escape or she's going to reverse this or do something like that. But that's not what happened. Uh, yeah. Alexa taps out. Yeah. Sasha Banks is the Raw Women's Champion for a fourth time. Four title changes so far <laughs> in the show. <laughs> Goodness gracious, man. As, as, we're like the, <laughs> as we're at like the halfway point. And we're not done, by the way. Um, next up, we have the Finn Balor-Bray Wyatt match. Of course, Bray Wyatt beat Finn Balor clean on SmackDown. Was SmackDown or Raw? I honestly can't remember. Uh, raw. It's raw is Raw. The previous week, uh, and then for some reason gave him a brood bath in the corner, covered him with a bucket of blood. Blood. They wouldn't right. say blood. <laughs> they would say viscous liquid. <laughs> that red <laughs> viscous liquid. <laughs> and uh, this, well, of course, that was just a ploy to get to give Finn Balor a reason to don the demon face paint, an incredibly intimidating visage, of course, for his opponents. Antigua to his feet when he's wearing Nikes with a bright red swoosh on the side because apparently <laughs> Demon Balor still has to look fly when he goes out for his wrestling matches. Hey man, he's got uh, he's got corporate sponsors that he needs to uh, that he needs to to uh, adhere to. So it would appear that um, they're trying to make this Demon Balor thing a big deal, right? You know, they're trying to make us that oh Finn Finn doesn't lose when he busts out the demon and he only busts it out for special occasions. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you think about this whole demon character, which it seems like they're just trying to make like, you know, essentially do like an undertaker 2.0 kind of thing. Um, I think it can be done pretty well. If you use it sparingly, like I don't want to see him do it once a month or once every two months when, you know, it's the raw pay-per-view. But I also feel like, I also feel like it's got to be it's got to be like against someone that is that is that he's been losing to, right? Like mm. I I haven't been keeping up with this feud, but like I don't even remember when when was the last time Bray Wyatt won a match? Uh probably when he won the WWE title. And that was February? Yeah. So I, you know, the, the demon thing has to come out when, when he, when Finn Balor, in my opinion, is like on a losing streak, like, and you need to, you need to tap into the, to the demon that, you know, like, and then, and then, you know, it, you can't make it an automatic win all the time. You know what I mean? Like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta have a series of wins when you're the demon and and then you got to kind of like Undertaker that shit one year. Here's my problem. Demon Balor is not different than regular Finn Balor, except he paints his face and chest and comes out to the ring with like a crazy funky hat and a smoke machine. You know, like, like he like his moves aren't different. He doesn't wrestle differently. His attitude's not that different. He crouches a lot more in the ring. Um but like 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 none like none of his repertoire is different. Like like I would expect this to be like an ultra aggressive version of Finn Balor, or maybe have some like move, maneuvers that are only done. Like like I think that's the kind of stuff you have to do to make it distinctive. So you want essentially to his demon form to be his V trigger. Yes, yes, I think that would be. I think that would be the optimal the optimal way to do this. If you're yeah. going to continue making this a thing, I mean, if you're going to look like Nakali. 
Like you might as well just rip off everything. Because like I said, the, like the match between these two was just all right. Here's another uh, fun point that I stumbled upon while I was watching this. As good of a character as Bray Wyatt is, when was the last time that a match was good because he was in it? Mm. So what you're saying is Bray Wyatt is the Michael Fassbender of professional wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> That is a very astute comparison, Micah. Yes. He is the Michael Fassbender. That he is the Michael Fassbender of professional wrestling. <laughs> like he's really good. The guy because he gets like a lot a of plaudits. Like right. he's very talented, but nothing has ever been improved <laughs> simply because of his appearance in it. But seriously, like like when when was the last time that he carried someone to a terrific match? Man, I honestly don't know, man. Because, okay, here's another weird question. What are Bray Wyatt's best matches? Oh, I'll list them for you. It's real easy. Ready? John Cena. <laughs> and John Cena is the worker, you know. Yeah. The, the, mod, the modern day worker. Um, Seth Rollins. Yeah. And that, yeah. And that's same kind of thing. Yeah. But like and, and and you can probably stop the list right there. Like like the like the match against Randy Orton, the series of matches rather against Randy Orton. Not that great. And again, Orton's no slouch in the ring. It's not like right. he's incompetent. Um he certainly didn't do anything with the Undertaker when he got to wrestle him. Yeah. Yeah, that was such a wasted opportunity, man. Right. And again, and and again, like it's hard to carry the Undertaker through a great match at this point in the undertaker's career. But look, Brock Lesnar has done it and Brock Lesnar's a part-time wrestler and Roman Reigns got the best match. You could probably expect from 52 year old undertaker at WrestleMania yeah. and Roman Reigns was doing all the work. Believe me. Yeah. In that match. Yeah. So again, like I said, I'm, I'm not, I'm not convinced of Bray Wyatt's bona fides as an in-ring performer. And, it's such a and that's why, man. and that's why I think that he's never going to aspire to be a big star. He's he's such a cool character too, but the character always to me seems aimless. Like the character doesn't want for a championship, and if you're not there to to eventually win a belt, like what are you there for? Because it doesn't. Yeah, you're right. I mean, and you can be that you can be that character because the Undertaker, especially early in his career, also did not want for a title. But the Undertaker could do the shit outside of the ring, but then back in the day could also deliver the goods in the ring when matched with a suitable opponent. I mean, don't get me wrong, old Undertaker had his fair share <laughs> of stinkers <laughs> back in the day. But but it was still a spectacle that you wanted to see. Because he was such a strong persona. And Bray Wyatt's not, I don't feel like he's there, man, anymore. And there was once a time where you, you where he was there. Yep. So um coup de gras, straight pinfall win for Finn Balor. Yep. Uh the next match was an interesting one because as obvious as the finish was, you still never know what they were gonna do with this because they have a lot of storytelling leeway that they could do with the recent uh, recent reunion of Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose 
And they took on Sheamus and Cesaro uh, for the Raw Tag Team Championship match. Now, this match was a polar opposite match in style to the tag team title match earlier, but it was still excellent. I think the I think the SmackDown match was a wee bit better mm-hmm. earlier in the night, but this one, but it wasn't by much. And this was this was my second, sorry, sec, sec, third favorite match of the night. I would Man, say. I I had a ball with this match. I I this was. This was a this was a highlight for me, man. And um, if it, you know, if the SmackDown match were on the main card, which it should have been, uh, yeah, I agree with you. But this was this was my second favorite match of the night on the on the main card, man. Um, it, it was just it was so much fun, man. It was it was chaotic, and it was it was it was. Fucking Cesaro ran out and just he fucking, <laughs> he fucking grabbed a beach ball because someone had the nerve to be fucking playing around with a beach ball during that match. Like, I fucking love that shit, man. That was excellent. It was fantastic, <laughs> and it got what, the crowd right back into it, man. Like, I, mm. well, and what I what I love too is that um, it's uh, the the, the teamwork between Rollins and 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 uh, Ambrose was was perfect. Like like it was like these two. Didn't didn't miss a beat, yep. not being teamed up together for for three years. I couldn't yeah. believe it. Like I couldn't believe how how fluid it was. Um, the amount of double team moves in this match was astounding from both <laughs> teams. It was insane. Um, and this one had a lot of false finishes. Like I said, there was a lot of double team moves, a lot of big maneuvers, a lot of submission spots where I thought that you'd get the, that you get a tap out or that you'd get a pin, and it never came to fruition. Like there was always a kick out. Um, you know, always a save from the other team's part. It was it was a great it was it was a great like high octane, constant action style of tag team match. Especially yeah. once it got about halfway through, it was really good. Um, the finish was great too because you had um Sheamus and Cesaro were setting up Dean Ambrose for some sort of double team maneuver. Seth Rollins was on the outside of the ring and he runs up. He does the Chris Jericho Frankensteiner, um, off the top rope, which was awesome. By the way. And and then he hits uh I can't remember which I think it was Cesaro who he got with uh, his new knee his new uh you know push you know run back knee finisher that he does and that went right into uh dirty deeds uh for the three count. Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins are the new raw tag team champions. Um and, and the only thing that they that they I think they messed up with this is this should have been the moment where they did the the shield fist for the first time. I think they messed up by doing that on Raw. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think if you do it on the pay per view, you would have popped the shit out of the out of the arena more more so than they already were. Yeah, you would have. Yeah, it would have been a great. Uh, it would have been a great photo for the next. You know, for the following Raw and and uh, I mean, it was fucking great, man. And like you said, you kind of had a feeling that you know uh, these guys were going to win because, you know, eventually, right. Eventually they'll get a shield reunion again, right? Like a proper shield reunion with three of them. Right. I would think so. Like there's, there's too much money to be made not to do it right at some point, but you have to, but you have to, you only get one shot at it. So you have to really yeah, play I, your cards. Right. I hope they, it. I hope they take the time with it, man. I, I, you know, my big worry was that, Roman was going to win the the match of the night and then like 
the three of those other guys turn on him, and then all of a sudden, like, like they would, the, the Ambrose and Rollins would come out, and then they would kind of force this Shield reunion immediately. I'm really glad they didn't. Um, there, there, there are some times where they they push something too hard, too fast. I think was, but I think WWE generally with their big with their big arcs, with their big stories, they, they tend to show some restraint because they know that there's more money in laying the breadcrumbs sometimes yeah. than there is in, in getting to the, getting to the bread. So, yeah. Yeah. But it was awesome though. This is a great I just, match, I just, man. I just, I just, oh, I just wish they had saved, saved that moment until, until the paper, until hey, SummerSlam. Yeah. yeah. But Hey man, I, look, I'm, 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 I'm happy, man. <laughs> oh, it's, it was it was excellent. Um, I mean, how long a run do you think these guys will have with the belts? Ah, uh, let's see, let's see. I would like to think. I, I, huh? I would like to think that maybe, and this is me pie in the sky. I want to see them defended at uh, WrestleMania. Uh, that's not pie in the sky because you can easily get them um you could probably have a good feud with the revival with those two at some point uh aop i would think at some point is going to be coming up here to the main roster and as much as those guys are boring as characters they are very interesting as in-ring performers because they're just fucking world beaters basically Mm -hmm. so that would probably be a good time too um i think though i think aop you want to slow build because i think you want to just have them wreak havoc on the main roster, I don't think you want to shoot you know shoot them right up to the right up to the title contenders right away. I think you want to let them establish themselves on the main roster for a little bit. Yeah. We'll see. The, the 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 raw the raw tag team division just became very interesting um in the span of three weeks with the addition of these two guys to yep. the mix. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um the next match is was was the match that made me the angriest in the evening? I'll have to say, I have to say because of the grave miscarriage of justice that that <laughs> happened during this match. Um, we of course talking about the United States Championship match between Kevin Owens taking on AJ Styles, the the new champion, um, with Shane McMahon as the special guest referee because apparently referees can't see when people have their shoulders up, so you have to get a <laughs> less trained referee but one that will not take any guff um, from either competitor. I, I enjoyed how Shane was used in this match because um, Kevin Owens was, did a great job of accidentally, you know, bumping Shane or having or three or pushing AJ into Shane and, and manipulate and, or pulling him on top of, of him to like check on him as AJ was about to hit a four fifty splash yeah. as well, um, <laughs> which led to a great moment because he, so he's the one that pulls Shane in, makes him eat the the majority of the 450, and then he gets the pop-up powerbomb, but because Shane is still recovering from the 450, it takes him a while to come over to do the three-count, which, of course, lets AJ kick out a two, and then Kevin Owens says to him, you fall off of buildings and you can't go over here to count a three-count. <laughs> Kevin Owens, Joe. I mean, everything that guy says out of his mouth is just hilarious, man. I can't. <laughs> It was great. It was fantastic. Um, but but turnabout's fair play because later on, uh, Owens pushes AJ Styles into Shane, and Shane goes tumbling out of the ring. Um, but then because he's on the floor, he misses the fact that uh, Kevin Owens taps out to the calf crusher, 
from AJ Styles as well. So, it, so like I said, sometimes the special referee, you can mess it up. I think in this match, they did a great job of using that device as it's supposed to be used yeah. um, with this one. So the, the finish of the match, though, is where, is, where I'm, is where I'm angry and where I'm pissed off because pop-up powerbomb happens. Kevin Owens covers AJ Styles, whose foot goes on the ropes immediately, but Shane still counts to three, even though he's looking at the foot on the ropes, which makes Kevin Owens think rightfully that he won the match. But then Shane Mann realized the foot was on the ropes and no, 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 wave off the pinfall. Kevin Owens is furious, as I was at home as well <laughs> at this. And then, and then, of course, uh, AJ Styles would use this distraction to hit a Pele kick, followed by a phenomenal forearm, followed by a Styles clash because he wanted to make certain. And <laughs> and he and he pins Kevin Owens, American hero, for a three count to retain his United States Championship, which I'm sure will lead to some more goings ons between Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon because of the grave miscarriage of justice that was carried out. <laughs> At SummerSlam, I didn't like it. <laughs> well, you know, I, I understand your doppelganger was cheated out of a out of a victory. He was cheated out of it. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Terrible refereeing, and that was the exact reason that he, that Shane Man was in the match to prevent that sort of malfeasance and that sort of uh, that sort of nonsense from happening in, in a match of this caliber. That's hilarious. Who who do you think AJ Styles would go on to feud with from here? Oh man. Um I don't know because I don't um I don't get a chance to watch a lot of SmackDown. So I don't know I don't know who would need it. Well, where here's a question. Where's Dolph Ziggler? Uh supposedly he's about to get repackaged again for the third time. Jesus. Supposedly. So um AJ Styles should be moving on to a feud with Rusev, but because the wrestling gods are also unjust and unfair, he will probably move on to a feud with Baron Corbin, if I had to guess mm. myself. What is with that guy? Like, do you feel like that guy is... I, 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 I don't know. I've never been like a Baron Corbin guy. I, I think came... he got... I think he's another guy that could have benefited from not coming up when he did. I think he could have benefited from having a title run in NXT before uh, coming up to the main roster to establish him. Yeah. So we'll see. But yeah, I, if I had to guess, I bet you it's Baron Corbin that gets the next uh, AJ Styles feud for that title. Um, two matches left. First, the WWE title match between uh, Jinder Mahal defending against Shinsuke Nakamura, another guy who rifled up to the top of the card uh, in very short order on SmackDown. Um Jinder Mahal manages to pull off the impossible feat of both being legitimate and totally illegitimate as WWE <laughs> champion. <laughs> Cause like when I, when I, when I watch him and I see him, he looks like a guy that could be the champion, right? Like he, like, like I'm not, I don't have to suspend my disbelief too much to see him hold the title. But then once he actually, you know, wrestles and <laughs> and you remember and i'm not even saying that jinder mahal is a bad wrestler you just remember that it's jinder mahal and he, <laughs> he and he hasn't improved that much right in that short amount of time 
and you, you realize you realize like this guy you know he worked very hard to you know bodybuild right to get himself looking the way he looks and then in the back of your mind is like is that why he's there because you know Vince has a hard on for like hard on hard dudes like well no he's dude. i mean he's he's there because the WWE like, like let's let's be serious the reason that he got vaulted to the position that he's in yeah they're trying right to make now, inroads right right into india right which makes sense cuz 1.3 billion people live in india right so you want to that's a market you want to appeal to but it's not a coincidence that the us title for the past 4 months has felt like a bigger title than the wwe title and that's not usually something that you want yeah, like I always forget that gender has the belt. And it, it, I mean he he needs to like he needs to show up in in big matches, right? Like I understand he's a heel and he's like one of those like chicken shit heels that has the title, right? So there's a lot of interference, not too many clean wins. Uh I correct me if I'm wrong, this one was a clean win, right? Uh, the pin was clean. The circumstances leading up to it were not. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I I really need gender to. I really need gender to. That's that's the problem. Is they they didn't do enough. They didn't do enough job. Like like a month before he was competing for the WWE title, he was jobbing out to Mojo Raleigh. Right. Right. And it just that and that's when you're reminded oh yeah this is gender mahal this is the guy from 3mb right if you if you if you'd given him 3 or 4 months to to build up as a as a legitimate like, like they pushed him too fast that's the problem yeah. that's that is the problem is they is they is they they pulled the trigger that's he's an actual like roman reigns situation right. that you can boo right like right. like you can take the roman reigns criticism of gender, of of Roman Reigns and actually apply it to Ginger, Ginger Mahal, whereas yeah. with Roman Reigns it's a load of shit. Right. So. <laughs> um, and again, I'm still not a Shinsuke Nakamura fan. I'm not a big fan of his in ring style of wrestling. Um, his character is strange. Um, and not quite like like it's very quirky and doesn't really work with a Jinder Mahal who is not strong enough of a character himself to play off of a character like that. Um, but who can, you, who can you really see playing off of Shinsuke's style though? John Cena. Like, like I'm not I'm not talking about his style of wrestling. I'm talking about like all the other like little nuancey shit that he does where he you know does his gyrations and likes like licks his lips and sticks his tongue out and you know. His Burt's Bees budget must be out of control. I would imagine as much as he licks his lips and rubs his mouth all the time. But like all like like you need when he does his like weird funky like Shinsuke stuff. Like you need someone that can react to that in a way that that is that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. And Jinder Mahal is certainly not that guy. He's not that guy. Um, I can't talk about the match much because it bored me to tears, and I spent a lot of time on my phone because the match just sort of happened. Yeah, it was um, like I was I was kind of excited, you know, because it, you see these two guys, these two dudes who are of some sort of Asian descent, you know, uh, it might be diluted a little bit because I think Jinder Mahal is from like Canada. He is, he is Canadian, yes. And um, but you see these two dudes and they're fighting for the WWE championship. 
and I wanted so bad for this to be just like a just like a kick-ass match. But you know, deep down I kind of knew it didn't it wasn't going to happen. I don't know. No, and, and and to the point, this was actually a a bad match. Like it was not a good match by any circumstance in my eyes. Um, it ends the same way all of Jinder Mahal's matches end, though, is that uh, the Singh brothers come in as, as Shinsuke has the upper hand. Um, they both eat a Kinsasha uh, for for their troubles, but then that allows Jinder to come up behind him and, and hit a Coloss on Shinsuke, and he pins him clean in the middle of the ring. And that was that. Yeah. And again, where do, where do you go from here with these two? Because I don't, I can't see a rematch happening. I really can't. I, between I, the two of them, I don't want to. <laughs> no, and, and, and if there is, like, what does that build look like? Honestly, yeah, uh, I don't know, man. I, I I don't know. And like, who does who does where does Shinsuke go from here? You're right. Where does Shinsuke go from here? Where does I don't I, know. I don't really care where where um, Jinder Mahal goes from here. Like. I'm su- quite frankly, I'm surprised he still has the title. I, but at the same time, I'm I not, can't see them giving. At the same time, I can't see them giving it to uh, Shinsuke. Does I, it even matter right now? Like right now, I care about the U.S. title a hell of a lot more than I do about the WWE title. Yeah, I care more about the next title. <laughs> the next that, title. that that too, which is which is again is weird. Um, <laughs> if it were me, honestly. If, if I'm booking this stuff, you put Bobby Roode on SmackDown and you have him debut as a as a uh, I don't know how to see, but he he works better as a heel though. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, because he won't be the heel. No, not in that. Not in not against Shin Ball. He certainly wouldn't be. But I but I think that kind of attitude is is what you need to to have a good build with Jinder Mahal. Because like Jinder's like you know I'm the Maharaja and this that or the other and Bobby Roode's like fuck you like this is my SmackDown Live. I mean, so. do they? Do they? Well, no, they don't. I was just about to say, do they? Um, do they get? Uh, you know, John Cena to come in and you know duke it out and get that title off of him. But I just got an update on my phone that John Cena has returned to Team Red. Yeah, he's he's a free agent, Mike. He goes he goes where he pleases. <laughs> he goes where he pleases. Uh, SmackDown, I think, does have a little bit of a void. Their their problem's not the main event scene; is that they have their main event guys wrestling on their secondary title right now. Yeah. I think that's their big issue. Um, and I think they would do well to get those guys back in the main event scene and to have a strong mid Carter uh, holding the U.S. title at yeah. this point. I think that's where they need to go. So we'll see what happens with that. Um. I was expecting the the main event of the night to be fun. I wasn't expecting it to be as fun as it was. Holy um, this, of course, shit. the fatal the fatal four way for the Universal Championship: Brock Lesnar defending against Samoa Joe, Braun Strowman, and Roman Reigns. Um, yeah, this match was 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 bonkers. This, this shit was a was bonkers match. Balls to the wall. Like this is. People who complain about oh that to that like this was this kind of harkened back to that man like the just the visceral violence the the and it's one of those weird things where it's like 
everyone is everyone is some sort of heel except for like Roman Reigns, but he's the one that's getting the heel heat. Uh, false. This match had had one heel who was Samoa Joe, and then three not applicables because they're just <laughs> characters that do that do whatever they want. And the crowd will either boo them or cheer them. And in in, so right now, Braun Strowman is beloved only because he's fighting Roman Reigns, who is still hated by 60% of fans and beloved by the other 40%. And then Brock Lesnar is also like a split down the middle um, type of guy as well. Yeah. um, I'm I'm watching this match again right now for the third time. And um, it's so crazy. And and (laughs) before we, before we get to the insane, stuff that happened in the match i must say i am genuinely impressed by how over braun Strowman is right now with with the wwe crowd and we have to thank for that roman fucking reigns who deserves all the credit (laughs) in the world for making that dude look like a million dollars over the past several months I'm being serious. Roman I know, Reigns will I know not get will. the credit for this, and he should because that dude has graduated and is a bona fide fucking star maker now at this point. <laughs> and if you don't agree with me, fuck you because I'm right. <laughs> How about that? Oh, Brad pulling a J. That's a that's the J uh, defense for everything he says. Fuck you. I'm right. It's true. <laughs> It is true. I'm though. sorry. You you cannot, it, it and you can say, well, well, they're booking him well. Yeah, against Roman Reigns. Right. God damn it. He's having a he's having all these fucking uh, stellar matches and gimmick matches, and these two these two are going at it, man. And and you, uh, I mean, it's fu- yo. He threw a chair at him the other a couple weeks ago, and he did it again tonight because the <laughs> shit is fucking funny. And and. I, I can't I can't believe that Braun Strowman is where he is right now, given that he came in as like one of Wyatt's family members. You know what I mean? Right. He was he was he was the fucking donkey brain dude wearing the black right. you know, black sheet mask <laughs> that would just beat the <laughs> shit out of people. The, yo, first of first off, uh, I have to acknowledge Samoa Joe. Because I won't be acknowledging him a lot, but Samoa Joe—he he, he was kind of the forgotten man in this match, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, and you know that's no disrespect to Samoa Joe because Samoa Joe is probably one of the most frightening-looking human beings I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. And if I ever saw Samoa Joe on the street, I would walk on the other side of the block. Like he's almost like 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 in terms of his stature and and like his build, he's almost like the he's almost like the second evolution. Like like Taz was the Pokemon that you start with, and then it evolves into <laughs> Samoa Joe, and then that Pokemon eventually evolves into Yokozuna. Like that's that's the that's the stages of evolution. <laughs> oh shit! Right, and you want to prevent him from from evolving into Yokozuna? <laughs> right. He's like, oh, Samoa Joe wants to evolve. What should he do? No, keep the B button. Fucking, <laughs> keep him as fucking badass Samoa Joe. So yeah, Samoa Joe, he um he kind of was forgotten in this. This was uh this was a three man show between Braun, uh, Roman. Oh, don't and- get don't get it twisted. This this was also the like th- this was the match that proved definitively that you can put Braun Strowman in the main event right now, and he's ready to go. When when does Braun Strowman get a strap? 
or no mercy you think no you think so yep um i because it's just a matter of time now right like <laughs> it's it is amazing, man. This, this 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 match this match that they had made me want to see Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman tonight. Yes, like like I like I'm ready to see that one on one match happen. Um, he I I I've never seen anyone, and I I think one of the commentators said it like like Brock Lesnar has been established as like first of all he looks like Hitler's wet dream, right? Blonde, blue eyed jacked just a monster and he's been established as like the boss character right and and here comes braun Strowman, a guy who can look down on brock lesnar and when they first locked up and he just kind of threw brock lesnar like when 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 brock lesnar had his matches with goldberg you know, in the back of my mind, it's like, all right, you know, whatever. Like, like they're 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 making Goldberg look good, right? Like, I legitimately think that Braun Strowman can manhandle anybody he wants to, including Brock Lesnar. And when he picked him up and did the running powerbomb on the table twice, like the shit was, it was unreal, man. Like, it wasn't I, real. I mean, l- like Lesnar took a lot of punishment in this match because he got he, speared through the barricade by Roman Reigns first. <laughs> my my other favorite part is after he got up from that, like he was trying to pick up a piece of the barricade and use it to hit somebody with <laughs> until I like, got knocked out of his hands. I've never seen that before. I wish he had hit somebody with it. That would have been great. Um, the the best thing that Joe did in the match, he he urinagied uh, Roman Reigns onto an announce table. Didn't break it. Um, yeah. He just slammed them onto it. But like you said, Braun Strowman... Power slams Brock Lesnar through an announce table not once, but twice. Okay, not once but twice, and then because that's not enough, because because that's not enough to kill Brock Lesnar, he takes the remaining announce table and literally flips it over onto him. And and again, I will I will give the credit where credits due. Paul Heyman is the greatest of all time because oh his God. reaction to this happening and his reaction to Brock Lesnar being pinned underneath this announce table is, was perfect. Fantastic. Like, he's got his hands over his mouth gasping. He's, he's crying. Oh my God. <laughs> like it, it, everything about this match, this, this is why I watch wrestling, man. Like this match right here. Like it's not a lot of like technical, like wrestling, just four dudes just beating the shit out of each other, man. And sometimes you kind of need that, man. Uh, so, so, and and this was a ploy to to take Brock Lesnar out of the match for a while in a, in a manner that made sense. So he actually gets wheeled out on a stretcher, and you think that Brock Lesnar? Well, I I didn't think he was done, but but you're made to think that he's done. Right. Um. And and then the three the three would go back and forth for a little bit. Um. And, and but Braun Strowman certainly had the the upper hand for sure. Uh, until Brock Lesnar returned, and then things just kind of just were, was like a whirlwind of 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 things, basically. So I noted most of them here. Um, Rain spears Lesnar. Lesnar kicks out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Braun uh, Strowman eventually power slams Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe, and each time you're you're sure he's going to win. Brock Lesnar has to break up the pin on on both occasions. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Brock Lesnar was then put into the Coca-Cola clutch by Samoa Joe. <laughs> if they're if they're going to come up with a ridiculous name for a sleeper hold, I'm going to make it more ridiculous. <laughs> so again, Coca-Cola clutch. Um, Brock Lesnar reverses this into an F5, but Roman Reigns breaks it up. And then you have the Roman... I can't remember how Braun Strowman was incapacitated um, to get him out of the match because because at this point he was kind of done. Well, um, Roman Reigns, forty seven Superman punches that Roman Reigns hit him with. It might have been, yeah, it actually might have been. They, him and Roman Reigns were also using the ring steps on each other as well, yeah, um, with reckless abandon. Um, so you have Reigns, you have Lesnar, and I'm Rain, Reigns was my pick going into this match. He uh, he of course uh, hits Brock Lesnar with the Superman one punch not once. Not twice, but thrice, um, which is enough to finally put him down on the canvas. And then as he was, he geared up for a spear, but as he runs in, Brock Lesnar ducks, picks him up on his shoulders, hits the F5, and and shockingly, surprisingly, Brock Lesnar is still the WWE Universal Champion. I thought for sure uh, that he would be out the door to go fight John Jones. Yeah, I did too, man. I was legit uh I was legit shocked. Not necessarily in a good or bad way. Just like, oh shit, like he's still here. Uh look, this was um this took a this took a, a pay-per-view that I thought was pretty was pretty okay and it made it it made it pretty damn good for me, man. I I I will I am going to watch this match in its entirety again before I go to sleep <laughs> because it was just it was so much fun man like I'm I'm sitting around and I'm I'm marking out like and, and I'm mark out like I'm I'm fucking up and jumping and shit and making all this fucking noise and shit like a kid again man this was this was great man this was great it was fun like I said this this was a match that uh. It, it was the exact match you wanted these guys to have. Like you said, four big dudes just getting in there and beating the shit out of each other. Yep. Um, and it was a good time. And like I said, it, it got me ready to see, um, you know, Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar. I, I want to see that match now. I want to <laughs> see it. Um, and you know what? Now that he's free from this, if you don't have John Cena getting ready to feud with Samoa Joe, like I said, you want to legitimize Samoa Joe even more than Samoa Joe is already legitimized, you put him into a feud with John Cena and yep. and watch his star rise. Because I, I haven't really been buying Samoa Joe uh, universal title contender yet, but I will if he wrestles John Cena. Yeah. So what do you do with Roman Reigns though? Now I don't know, man. Like I thought uh I thought Roman Reigns was going to win, which would eventually lead lead to a shield reunion with all of them having, you know, a belt. But um do you continue with Roman and Braun and Brock? Like no, because, I, I think I think you have to take Roman out of the equation at this point. I mean, because right, because people want to see but like Brock's a part timer, so what are you going to do with Braun? You know, you have you, you have Braun, you have Braun Strowman take the title for Brock Lesnar. Just because Brock Lesnar's sticking around for a couple more months doesn't mean that you still that he's still not going to go back to UFC and fight John Jones at some point. You know yeah. what I mean? Like like that match will always be there. And I think if you if you're going to to give the rub to somebody that you want to 
that you want to put a rocket on their ass and legitimize them immediately. Um, Roman Reigns doesn't need that. He already has that yeah. over over that. So you give it to Braun Strowman. Like I said, Braun Strowman beats Brock Lesnar clean in the middle of the ring. Then Braun Strowman just became a legitimate title holder. And all the matches that he'll have with Joe and Roman Reigns and maybe John Cena and people like that all of a sudden become you you buy into it because because he has that win against Brock Lesnar. Yeah. But whatever, man. Make it happen. We'll see. Yeah, it we'll was see. it was like I said, it was it was a good pay-per-view. I liked it. Um it was the first time that I can remember in at least a while where the WWE pay-per-view was better than the NXT pay-per-view, which is something that should be happening all the time. Um, <laughs> but it's kind of hard. I mean, the, I mean, the WWE pay-per-views, especially the big ones, have become a little unwieldy at yeah. this point. Don't you agree? Because of all the people that you have to feature and yeah. you know, the builds the builds for matches vary. So, but it, it, like the SummerSlam was great. Um, to me, to me, SummerSlam is always like the the first uh, the end of Act One in the WWE season. You know what I mean? Like, like, like the day after WrestleMania begins a new season, and this is the end of Act One. Um, yeah. Survivor Series is the end of Act Two, and then that's and then the Rumble and WrestleMania, are like your season finale. So, yeah, yeah. It was fun. I enjoyed it. So I, that's it. We've gone. Yeah, we've gone two hours ten minutes. Um, again, no show next week. We will see you guys uh, two weeks from now. Talk to you later. See you.